July 1818, London, England. It was a glorious morning for a robbery. The warm sunlight felt like splashes of pink and green against Marjorie Winchester's upturned face. Her bonnet slid from her head with a whoosh of yellow, rescued by a white ribbon at her throat. The sky above the museum was uncommonly blue today and speckled with fluffy clouds. The aquamarine breeze, constant enough to keep the air fresh, but not so strong as to give a chill. Even the taste in the air was less like hot summer tinged with coal, and more like bouncing spirals of orange and gold. She would have thrown her arms in the air and twirled through the garden in delight, were it not for two important considerations. First, her joy would not be understood. No other person of her acquaintance could feel and smell and taste colours the way she could. Marjorie had asked every artist and aspiring artist she'd come across in academies and societies all across London. They looked at her, not as though she were mad, but rather with envy, as though she had a special power they would do anything to possess. The manager of the art studio, where Marjorie volunteered, suggested with some awe that it might be her body's method to compensate for partial deafness. It was not. The extra colours and smells and sensations in her life predated the bout of smallpox that had stolen her birth family and half of her hearing. They had helped her get through all the darkest periods in her life. Is this the place? piped up a tentative voice. The British Museum? Ah, yes. The second reason Marjorie could not fling her arms wide and spin through the wide green garden like a wood sprite. It was not yet time for the robbery. First came Art. She had her newest gaggle of nine and ten-year-old little girls eager to prove themselves in their first expedition as a group. Most hoped Art would become part of their profession one day. This is the place, Marjorie confirmed, smiling at her charges. Although her words often sounded muffled to her ears, she had been told, with varying degrees of kindness or lack thereof, that her voice could be loud and atonal to others. The little girls didn't mind. They thought Marjorie was a goddess. Almost all professional art instruction and organisations were by and for men, and certainly not accessible to wide-eyed girls with not-yet-stained pinafores protecting their dresses. They clutched their precious wooden boxes of paints and brushes to their chests. No matter what else happened in the museum today, she would give them a Saturday to remember. Marjorie glanced over her shoulder at her brothers. The bright white of their footman's wigs covered up the black of their hair and set off the rich brown of Jacob's skin and the smooth caramel of Graham's. In any costume, her roguish brothers were striking and dapper. Real footmen could have handled this step, of course, but playing as servants gave them an additional reason for visiting the museum and an ostensible explanation for any abnormal activity observed. Ready? she asked them. Her brothers grinned at her, each lugged half a dozen oak easels in his strong arms. Ready? Then follow me.